COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Welcome to the Solo Ant Show. I am your host, Pretty Boy Tony, aka Expect the Ant, and I'm with my co-host Romeo. Romeo, how you doing? I'm Batman. Not supposed to be um, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. It's like I'm I'm Bruce Wayne. Now let me change my Batman voice. Hey, I'm Batman. Well, I'm Batman. Yeah. And I got my uh, Batman credit card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> that part, I was like, that was like, what the fuck? Like, what if they, what if the cashiers like, um, do you have a, a, a form of any identification? No. What I was thinking of when I, when I saw that scene, <laughs> the first thing I was thinking of was like, what do they use for the billing address? <laughs> they're gonna know it's Bruce Wayne like, like, about the hey, like, you would think like okay but you would think like how does how can Batman afford all this shit like yeah. he's gotta be some sort of a millionaire a billionaire right uh. yeah. <laughs> like, well, how come Batman how come Batman and Bruce Wayne have the same billing address hmm. yeah <laughs> and Batman goes um, because uh, I live I live beneath Bruce Wayne's mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the basement. <laughs> I live in the cave underneath his mansion. So, Mr. Right. Black Stark, what are we going to be uh, talking about tonight? Uh, happy Tuesday. Uh, well, yeah, we're recording this on a beautiful Tuesday evening. And uh, we're going to be discussing warm Batman. Yeah, on my part. On my part. I don't oh, know. How's, how's the weather with you? That's it's hot as fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, what do you ask? Yeah, so we've been doing like this, uh, this, this worst, the worst series. You know, we did the worst World Rumble, uh, which was the 1999 World Rumble. We reviewed that. Which we, even though it was voted as the worst, we actually thought it was pretty entertaining. And then we did the worst WrestleMania a couple weeks ago. Uh, we reviewed WrestleMania two, and so today we're gonna continue on the worst, but instead of doing wrestling, we're gonna switch it up, and we're gonna talk about the worst superhero movie ever, which was uh, Batman and Robin. This movie was so bad that it it killed off an entire genre, and it almost killed off like all Batman movies. And it also killed off uh, a DC Cinematic Universe uh, 20 years before they actually decided to do the DC Cinematic Universe. Bro, not not only DC films, 
but like an opportunity for superhero genres. Yeah. There would no, be I was saying, infinity... I was, I was saying, I was saying though that they're supposed to do a a DC Cinematic Universe back in the nineties, mm -hmm. and this movie was so bad that WB decided to cancel that shit. Yeah, yeah. But that goes, that goes. I mean, that goes. That also affects like all comic films. Yeah. All, all like potential. Like there would be no fucking Infinity Saga or Gauntlet or you know, you guys are not gonna be getting any like. Uh, x-men or anything like that because of yeah this. like this movie it was like beyond like bad and stupid like batman forever was okay i mean the actor was kind of over the top especially like the, the villains but this movie just took it to a whole nother level the worst thing uh the best thing that ever happened to val kilmer was that he he read the script and and, and quit he's like fuck this shit I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to uh, act in this shitty ass movie. No, I'm gonna quit and, and do something else. Not only did this movie like hurt the, kill the superhero genre, it basically ended the careers of everybody involved in this movie. With the except, the only people that survived was uh, George Clooney, who was like a sex symbol at the time, and uh, Yuma Thurma, somewhat. She was like a sex symbol at the time. She was a hard well, well, for Yuma Therma, well, Yuma Therma actually kind of did uh, kill her career because it took her seven years to recover when she did uh, Kill Bill in 2004. But after this movie, like, Yuma Therma, her career was pretty much dead and over with until uh, Quentin Tarantino threw her uh, a lifeline. And then uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he decided to uh, stop acting and get into politics as he became the governor of California a few years later. <laughs> you know... You know a movie is bad? You know a movie is bad when Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather, I rather be the governor. Because, I mean, let's, let's you know, let's, let's face it. You can never, you can't picture Arnold Schwarzenegger getting an Oscar award for any of his past films. Maybe Terminator. I don't know. I would I would maybe say Terminator 2. That, that's, that would probably be like the closest... Uh, where fortunately yeah, well, the only the only problem with that though is like uh, normally they don't give out like Academy Awards for like, action films or like sci-fi or anything like that. Yeah. Well, what about the Joker? I mean, um, not the Joker, but um, 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 well, no, the Joker, the Joker was Lecter. the first. No, the Joker was the first one. Uh, no, it was like the first comic book movie to actually win a Academy. Well, movie, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like actors. actors. No, no, a yeah, actors. Yeah, you had like a Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's another one. Yeah. People, they'll give them. They'll give it to you for individual characters. But I'm talking about like uh, the movie, like movie winning best picture. Yeah. They don't normally give it to like uh, action movies, uh, superhero movies, or sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. That's why people got mad in 2008 because they thought that uh. The Dark Knight should have won the Oscar for Best Picture instead they gave it to uh, Slumdog Millionaire, a movie nobody even heard of at the time. Yeah, I remember that. Because <laughs> <clears throat> uh, people were mad, like, Wait, what, the fuck? What, the, what the fuck is Slumdog Millionaire? It should have went to Dark Knight. And they're like, nah, this, this Indian movie's better. Hey, uh, it's it's also the, uh, at the same time when they made the movie, uh, what is that, 300... Years of Slavery or something? Remember that movie? Uh, no, that was uh, that was that was after Dark Knight. No, I know, I know. But uh, you know, just like how 
you know, there's a lot of like independent films that people don't know about and get like nominated for something or win, win an Oscar for best film. Like we usually don't find out about this movie until we hear about it. In the yeah, Oscar. yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's because it's independent. So when it comes to like independent films, um, you know, when when it comes to like advertising and marketing, they're trying to save as much money as possible since they have a budget. So. But sometimes though, like uh, Hurt Locker, Hurt Locker was a big budget film, but it did bad at the box office. But for some reason, the Academy loved it and it won Best Picture. Yeah, and I didn't even know about that film until I actually watched it. And I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, me and you watched it. In, uh, yeah, you and I, you and I watched it in college. Yeah, uh, we we watched it after it won the Oscar. Like, okay, what's this Hurt Locker shit? So we watched it. I mean, it was pretty good. But I can see why I didn't make any money, but it was pretty good. It's a, it's a first team up, uh, superhero team up film of Hawkeye and and um, Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> Wait, is there another one? There's got to be a third one in there. Is there a third Avenger in there? No. Nah. nah. Well, there is one. Um, I think it's called the uh, Enchanted. It had uh, Cyclops and Wolverine in it. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. With the uh, yeah Hugh Jackman and Mark Madsen. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> so yeah, so we went back to Batman and Robin. So like, yeah, this movie was so bad that it basically like, hurt, like, ever killed off everybody's career. Like Chris Donald, uh, Chris O'Donnell, he Chris stopped Don- making movies. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell stopped making movies. He just does like TV shows now. Wait, hold uh, up. Le- Let me stop you there. Is okay. Chris O'Donnell related to Rosie O'Donnell? No, nah, I think I think they're just both Irish and have the same last name. Okay, <laughs> I thought they were like sisters and brothers and shit. <laughs> so like he just does TV shows now. Alicia Silverstone, who was a sex symbol at that time, I haven't seen her acting anything since this movie. Like this movie killed her career. Cause at the time she was like the hottest thing going, especially after she did uh, Clueless. And this movie like uh, killed her, killed her entire career. Uncle Alfred. Uncle Alfred. Oh my god. <laughs> Uncle I hated that. I hated that too. How like uh, oh she was, God, she was giving she was giving like Bruce, uh, Bruce and Dick shit for Alfred work being as like a, a maid. Like like yeah, you just treat my uncle like a slave and you don't uh, care about Alfred. And it's like, like bitch, you know, you know he's, he's he, getting paid for this shit. <laughs> well, no, it's not even that. But it's like bitch, you know, he basically raised Bruce and <laughs> he could have quit any time. Like it's not like Bruce is forcing him to work. And- in, and, and you gotta think about it, bro. If if Bruce Wayne dies, bro, you know where all his money goes to? Fucking Uncle Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> like he he's a he's a um the, what is it sur, sur um sur, surrogated uh, parent or something? What would they call it? Like he's a, he's they... basically like his surrogate uh, surrogate father. There you go, surrogate father. Yeah. So he he basically controls everything, and you know because he's not a dick, he's not a fucking you know, rip Bruce off and shit, and take him. To, you know, get him off of his. Uh, you know, I mean, could, he could have. He could have did that when Bruce was a little kid. I was also thinking about that. Like, fuck, dude, you're Alfred, dude, and you got the fucking power to like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he had he had control of everything until Bruce everything. turned eighteen. Yeah. So like, so when 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 um well you know 
Batgirl, his daughter, is no. When uh, when, when uh, when Barbara Pennyworth. Yeah, Pennyworth. <laughs> I hated that she like what the fuck alternate universe, yeah. bro. Like what? And Barbara the fuck and that's nothing to that. Barbara uh, have long hair, but the last name Pennyworth. And that's another thing too that annoyed me. Okay, so she was born and raised in England, and yet she has American accent. Well, you can't say, well, that, you know, maybe she knows how to turn off her accent because a lot of Englishmen, a lot of British people can turn off their accent. And they can, a lot of British people can actually sound like us, like Americans. Far well, yeah, better. A, a, lot, a lot of the actors. A lot of the actors can, you know, British actors can, you know, fake, fake their accents and make us make themselves sound American. Um, as opposed to us, we, we try to sound British and we sound like shit. <laughs> yeah, but why, why sign American? Your bump. But why, why try to sound American if you're visiting your uncle? To fit in? I don't know, man. Like this too. <laughs> you're, you're at, bro, you're, you're asking me to like find logical reasons and try to explain a fucking movie that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it's like asking me about gravity, you know? <laughs> and like they, they, they fucked up too because like the villains that they chose for this movie are not even compatible with each other. Like Poison Ivy, her whole purpose in this movie is she wants to kill all humans and just have plants rule the world. Mr. Freeze, on the other hand, he wants to freeze the entire planet. He's still living. He just wants to kill everybody. Yeah, he wants to freeze the entire planet. But I'm saying though, like, why would Poison Ivy work with Mr. Freeze when her plants won't grow if the whole planet's ice? Right. The yeah. villains they don't they don't even mix. But I think I think in the midway of the um, of the film, because I think Mr. Freeze wanted like this this um, crystal right to power up his Wait, suit. His suit, power, yeah. Like uh, contraption that way he can freeze use that crystal to freeze off Gotham, right? Um, and also to also to the crystals also to help find a cure for his wife. Right, right, because his wife was still alive at the time. And well, this is another fucked up thing I hated about Gotham. And I, I know we're not talking about Gotham, but the fact in Gotham, um, Mr. Freeze's character, um, Victor Freeze, Freeze's wife was actually killed. So there's no motivation. Because you would think like that's the only thing I respected with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze is that. They, they uh, I'll say, that. I'll say, uh, Joel Schumacher's Mr. Freeze. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. I mean, Joel Schumacher wrote it. That's why I said Joel oh, Schumacher. Well, okay, Freeze. okay, whatever. But that, <laughs> that Mr. Freeze. Um, the only that's the only thing I respect in the story is that um, his motivation is based off of like his wife. That's the only thing. Now I'll ask you this though: If gay marriage was legal back in the nineties. Do you think Joe Schumacher would uh, rewrite it to be his husband instead of his wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a dude. Yeah. What, what's his wife's name in, in the Noah? Uh, Noah. It's Nora in the in the comic books, but they never said her name. They never said her name in the movie. So it's gonna be uh, instead of Nora, it's gonna be uh, Ned. Uh, <laughs> Ned. <laughs> Ned. Don't worry. <laughs> and you know what? I, I gotta say this too. Like, Please, dude, imagine that. <laughs> but now, now, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger too, I have to say, like, to me, he wasn't a bad Mr. Freeze. He was just giving the bad script. Everybody, freeze. Everybody, kill. go kill the, 
What killed the dinosaurs? The, the ice, ice age. age. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. Bro, when 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 Batman and Batman and Robin, like when Batman told Robin, Robin, ice skates. <laughs> skates I was like, how the fuck did you know you needed ice skates? Like, what the fuck? Just just in case. Like this dude, when he did that, this was like straight out of like the Adam West, you know, where where Adam West it reminded me when Adam West and, and Robin were like stuck and they had to find like um a clue from the alphabet soup, so he used his bat alphabet alphabet soup encoder or something. <laughs> Took it out of his phone. Like, actually, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, actually, I'm glad that you uh, you, you said that though, because this is a nice segue. So, Joe Schumacher in recent years has admitted that he never read a Batman comic book in his life. Like, he doesn't know anything about Batman. His only knowledge of Batman is watching the the Adam West series back in the yeah. '60s, because that's what he grew up watching as a as a kid. Yeah. But in watching this movie, you could tell like, that's all he watched. Because it was, it was kind of like a, a two-hour episode of the 1960s Batman. That's pretty much what it is. I mean, it's kind of like the 1970s Batman on steroids, basically. Literally. You mean 60s? The 1960s on steroids, like literally. And then, uh, and then also, too, I thought about it. Uh, like I wonder if like, Chris Dolan had put like a little diss in there. Because remember in Dark Knight when uh, Batman was like, I don't wear hockey pads. And then in this movie, they're like playing hockey in the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, that's a good Easter egg. That's yeah. I, 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 thought about I, that I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out, like, why would he say that? That's got to yeah. mean something. And I get it. Like, the uh, the the wannabe uh, on the, uh, what is this? Um, uh, the, the fake Batman. The Dark Knight, right? Or yeah. Movie? Okay, so the fake Batman, or the, I, I like to call them the sons of Batman, just because, you know. <laughs> yeah, just for reference. Um, but the the fake Batman's, of course, were wearing the hockey pads. And when he said, "I don't wear hockey pads," I'm like, "It's got to mean something else. It's got to be mean more than these guys." But for you, like pointing that out, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, because I was watching the movie on uh, over the week. Yeah, I was watching the movie over the weekend, and I was like, in the beginning of the movie, when they're fighting uh, Mr. Freeze's goons, like Batman and Robin are playing hockey with these guys. With the with the the diamond, as but I wonder, like, they still they still don't wear hockey pads. Yeah, but they had, <laughs> but they, had they had hockey sticks and but they had hockey sticks and uh, ice skates. It's like it's like Batman and Robin's like Batman and Robin's like okay, we're gonna need ice skates and and, and hockey sticks for some reason. Just be, just be prepared. Just carry ice skates and hockey sticks. We're, we're gonna need it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet you his assistant director was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Ice skates? <laughs> like, do you know how hard it is to fight somebody on ice skates? <laughs> like, you gotta ask those like um, those NHL players. You know, when they try to get into an argument or fight with each other, or try to even punch each other, they have a hard time. Even they have a hard time like punching each other. Yeah, and professionals. You know." But I don't know. That shit was pretty funny. And now, then I, I will, I would give him this though. In that opening scene, uh, the the CGI actually still uh, still works for today. Like that scene where they're surfing in the sky, that was pretty yeah. good CGI. 
Yeah. But where, but where the age that actually aged pretty well, but where it aged, where it didn't age well was the ice. Like you could tell it was just plastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know the transition with the ice. It wasn't too bad. Nah, but it still didn't it, age well. Of course, there was there was certain there was certain CGI that aged well, like when they're surfing in the sky, and there's other CGI where it's like, okay, you can tell this is like '90s. Well, I do want to also give props to. Uh, I, I I know I'm probably gonna get blasted on this, but the um, <laughs> the Iceman suit, Mr. Freeze's suit. Oh yeah, why well, did I didn't like the? It's a nice suit, but I didn't like the fact that they put the the lights in his mouth. Like I didn't I didn't get that. The lights in his mouth. Well, uh, maybe just to like spark up and like you know flash the uh, illuminating color of his face. You know, that way his you know the makeup like pops more because you know how he has like blue makeup. It has yeah. like little sprinkles and stuff to make it look icicle. So make me maybe to help like illuminate that area. Um, but the reason why I like this suit because the suit does actually remind me. And I know, of course, this movie came before the game, but it reminded me of the Arkham City suit, um, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, the only difference is that the helmet's different. Like the helmet covers his whole face in Arkham City. See, I would have liked it better if he did have a full-on freaking astronaut like fucking helmet looking suit the whole bubble head and shit like that that would have been mm. nice because that would even make more sense because you know you don't want the cold air to you don't want any any like areas where the cold air can just like um you know fill out or vent out so of course you would want like this whole bubble head to keep that cold air in wait how did he survive because he needs he maybe for him to survive he has to be around like below zero temperature right yeah so how how did he survive with a suit if he didn't have like anything to shield his face nothing in this movie makes sense <laughs> i just felt sorry for mr freeze i felt sorry for honest Schwarzenegger like when he read the script all those puns Tonight's forecast, a freeze is coming. Allow me to break the ice. You are not sending me to the cooler. Freeze well. What killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. Stay cool, bird boy. Let's kick some ice. Show some mercy. I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. No! All right, everyone. Chill. It's a cold town. Cool party. <laughs> Can you be cold, Batman? Chill. To perfection. Revenge is a dish best of cold. Tonight's forecast of fleas coming. <laughs> That's that's Arnold Schwarzenegger being Arnold Schwarzenegger, though. No, like, but I'm saying like for them to write all those puns in the script. <laughs> hey, I was like, actually like they, waiting it's for like, him. It's like, um, no, go ahead. I was gonna say that it's like the writing team were just sitting around, just coming up with like different like freeze jokes that they can come up with. I, I was actually waiting for him to um, when he stole the uh, the diamond, right? Um, from the auction, <laughs> I want to yeah. talk about. Well, so, he stole the diamond from the auction. Um, I was waiting for him, like after he said everybody chill, and he like left. Right, 
I was waiting to, for him to say, "I'll be back." <laughs> yeah, but at that point, at that point, him and uh, Poison Ivy were like flirting with each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at you, look at you, little, you little uh, leaf. Or I don't know. He says something to Poison Ivy. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, let's talk about Poison Ivy though. Like I thought. Okay, I thought now, now her right. whole. Her whole no, her whole arc was she was it was way over the her whole Yuma Thurman was over the top the whole movie. Like it started in <clears throat> I actually thought the opening sequence when they fight Mr. Freeze, even though the ice skates was lame, but I thought the opening sequence for the most part was pretty good. The movie starts to go downhill when they go to Brazil and they introduced uh Poison Ivy. So she's working at like uh Wayne Enterprises in Brazil. She uh she catches her boss. Uh, creating venom, I mean, creating Bane. So the boss creates Bane and makes Bane all like retarded and shit. He can't even, he doesn't even talk, doesn't even speak. And then he decides to kill Pamela Isley because she refuses to fuck him. And it, like, and then she comes back from the, uh, the ground and becomes Poison Ivy and gets revenge by killing uh, her boss. And then she decides, for whatever reason, to go to Gotham to confront Bruce Wayne about some fucking plants. But like, just the whole thing was just over the top. Like, her boss was over the top, she was over the top, and Bane was over the top. Like, the whole thing in Brazil was over the top. And it didn't even look like Brazil. It looked like, like Transylvania or some shit. But I just thought it was, like, bad, bad acting from everybody. Here's a good reference, though. Uh... The uh, the boss who, uh, the guy the guy who played the boss of uh, Poison Ivy, was uh, John Glover. So John Glover, who also played, get this, Lionel Luther, the father of Lex Luther in Smallville. Huh. Oh wow! Talk about recycling your actors, huh? <laughs> Keeping that budget. Well, one of the ones I really felt bad for was uh, Commissioner Gordon in uh, Alfred. Didn't get enough like screen time. Is that what it is? Well, no, just that like um, Pat Hingle, who plays Commissioner Gordon, and uh, Michael Gall, who plays Alfred, like they are. Well, they're dead now, but like at the time, they were like respected actors. Like they were, you know, like very popular actors, especially back in like the forties and fifties and shit. And so for them, at their old age, to act in this horse shit, like, it, it probably like ruined their reputation. Yeah, it's like, it's like they they deserve so much better. But as far as like Commissioner Gordon's screen time, that's the one thing I do like about the the Chris Nolan trilogy is like you know there's a partnership between Batman and Commissioner Gordon, and these movies it's just like Commissioner Gordon just there. Yeah, what? Well, okay, in comparison with in contrast with the two characters, both Commissioner Gordon and Alfred Pennyworth between um, this movie and just we're talking about Batman Begins. The contrast between them is that uh, Commissioner Gordon and Alfred, the actors in Batman Begins, actually stole more of the scenes whenever they're with Bruce Wayne in Batman Begins. But in this movie, it's like nobody really cares about them. Not really. You know? They're just side characters. They're just side characters. Yeah. And that's what that's another thing where uh, Schumacher failed in this film, in, in this franchise, where... Like it's not just Batman. Well, Tim Burton too. Tim Burton too. And Tim Burton. 
Tim Burton did the same thing as well. He kind of started off because he was more focused on Batman and villains. villains and Batman. Yeah. But again, like, bro, still, Batman Returns is still in my top. All right. So a quick, a quick little background uh, about the movie. Obviously, a quick. We talked. To, yeah, we already talked about like the the first, <laughs> uh, the first two. Well, not mostly the first two scenes, but the first two parts of the movie. Uh, where they first meet Mr. Freeze, and they just randomly had ice skates and hockey sticks, and uh, and then uh, Poison Ivy. When then they, they switch over to Brazil, when Poison Ivy gets her powers, and we're introduced to Venom. But a quick background about the movie was that originally Venom, Tom Tom Hardy. I mean, I'm mean, not Venom. I'm not I'm Venom. <laughs> I met uh, I met Bane. No, but I, I know what you mean because uh, Bane. Well, uses... Tom Hardy, part, yeah, Venom, yeah. Venom. But Tom Hardy did play both characters. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how you catch this shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, originally, originally, uh, Joe Schumacher uh, wanted Patrick Stewart to play Mister Freeze, and uh, they, I think Patrick Stewart might actually have the better look for Mister Freeze well. than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because when I when I cause when I when I uh, read it, I thought that you know uh, Patrick Stewart kind of looks like the Mister Freeze from the uh, the cartoon, the Batman animated series cartoon. Uh, I had a different person in mind. Um, uh, who who did you have in mind? Um, what's his name? Um, um, who's the guy who played? Because at that time, all thing, uh, all thing Patrick Stewart was really known for was uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. Well, and he was actually what he was around his forties at the time, right? I'm sure. Uh, yeah, forties, forties or fifties. Yeah, forties and fifties. Um, I was thinking about Christopher Lloyd. From, this, uh, yeah, he was uh Patrick Stewart actually. Patrick Stewart was actually 57 at the time. Okay, okay. And, and the reason why I picked Christopher Lloyd at the time was because how how he uh, portrayed the, the, the villain in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Plus, uh, plus you know, uh, his over-the-top acting would have been perfect for this universe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was frozen today! <laughs> that was my Christopher let's, Lloyd. Let's, let's kick some ice. <laughs> Marty! Marty! Oh! Just imagine, just imagine uh, Christopher Lloyd saying all those puns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! The Ice Age! <laughs> <laughs> but okay we, we can't really like th that's his character in back to the future so of course he's like you know this like albert einstein over the top like you know crazy but genius type of guy nah, sure but even he, in like even in, even in adam's family though he was kind of over the top well, yeah you're as, right uncle, as fester. uncle fester yeah yeah he was good oh even then roger rabbit who from roger rabbit he you know he was like this uh kind of i don't know villainous type of guy but when he turned into a cartoon at the end of the movie um he was actually a, a tune right this crazy lunatic tune he was pretty much yeah, that, that that movie's uh pretty dark for already uh for a kid's for a movie yeah for a kid's movie yeah i mean but, just uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> damn just imagine just, well you were a kid in the 80s but i could just imagine being a kid in the 80s uh. just be like butters like why, why, why is my weeder getting hard? 
She 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 looked like King Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> I love King Kardashian. <laughs> I love King Kardashian. I just want to jump on her belly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh what do you what do you think of uh Jules Schumacher originally wanted Patrick Stewart for Mr. Freeze. Ah, uh, damn! I don't know, dude. Um, I, it's it's hard. It's hard to think about that. I mean, it's hard to even like um, process that. Only because I'm I'm so used to Patrick Stewart being Xavier, and I'm still having a hard time. Well, this know, is this is before X Men, though. Well, of course, I know. It's just, I mean, I think you would have been all right. I think he would have been perfect, to be honest with you. Because he has that tone. He's he's not like, you know, Mr. Freeze isn't like the over-the-top type of like character just like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger portrayed. You know, he doesn't even have puns. He doesn't joke around. Like, you never hear Mr. Freeze say, you know, what killed the dinosaurs? Or he doesn't joke around. You know, he, he doesn't. I don't remember him, you know, with his sarcasm. Because he's always serious. That's all I, I know Mr. Freeze to be like a very serious character. Well, that's 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 why um, that's why I said that I think because when I when I read it, I was like, okay, Patrick Stewart, he kind of looks like the Mr. Freeze from the, the animated series at that time. Mm-hmm. It was around around the same time this movie came out. But then you said Christopher Lloyd. I'm thinking, okay, Christopher Lloyd probably would have fit the universe better than uh, Patrick Stewart. Well, the Schumacher, the Schumacher, yeah, yeah the Schumacher <laughs> universe, the Schumacher universe. But to me, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't that bad. You just given the bad script to work with. Like in rewatching the movie, I just felt like he wasn't that bad. He just had a bad script. See, but what? <laughs> but what movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger like given a good script besides Terminator Two? Um, I mean, think of one. Okay, Twins. I could say Twins. No, there's that, another one. There's that another shows one. Uh, there's another movie too that you did that came out in the eighties. I can't think of the name right now. Kindergarten. Uh, Conan. No. Well, Conan, he barely even talked. No, he talked. You're talking about Hercules or something. No, he was Conan. He wasn't Hercules, was he? No, he was. He was both. I think there was. Um, he was. He was playing a Herc. I think he was playing a Hercules or something. Because in, in Conan, the only th- the only person I remember from that movie was just uh, Grace Jones. Bro, that's Conan and Red Sonia. You gotta watch that shit. I gotta watch the shit again. That shit is a dope. Well, Red Sonia, yeah, Red Sonia is the one with uh, Bridget, Bridget Nil- Nil- yeah, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But she was who? Another another one that made my 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 wiener all tingly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, flavor 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 hit that. Yeah, well, we don't know yet. Oh yeah, we did know. Remember uh, that that reality show they had. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, with uh, China, I think yeah. China was there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Oh yeah, you're uh, you're right. He uh, well, I didn't even know he was been acting for this long. But yeah, he he played Hercules back in 1969. See, at that time, when he was playing Hercules, they didn't like his accent because it was too thick. He had a very thick Austrian. Yeah, but I, well, I was just surprised he was. I didn't know he was been around since the 60s. I didn't know oh, he was that. I didn't know he was that old. Well, he 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 was he was Mister was it Olympian, Olympus Olympian or something? He was uh, a, the uh, yeah he was a uh, he was like the Mister Universe or Mister Universe or Mister Olympian or something like that. Um, uh, before, the, 
Okay. Yeah, the movie I was thinking of was uh, The Running Man. The Running Man. Uh, I'm trying to remember that film. The and Run- then, uh, yeah, and then you have uh, Total Recall. The two, uh, but yeah, those are the two movies from the '80s. I, I remember that he, yeah, uh, I thought he did pretty good. What about his comedy chops, like in the Kindergarten Cop? Maybe it's a tumor. It's not a tumor. See, I don't, I don't, I don't remember because I haven't seen those movies since I was oh, a little kid. After re, after rewatching. You gotta, you, dude. You got so much time. You gotta do like an Arnold Schwarzenegger marathon. Yeah, what, just bench on a, on a Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you, I don't, I don't think you should. If you, I, I think it'd be interesting if you go by like dates when the film was um, um, released. I think that'll be interesting to see Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, um, you know, his so start. His so start from uh, 1969 all the way until uh, 2019. Yeah, that way you can kind of see his build up with his career and his acting. See the 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 new Terminator movie. I heard it was pretty bad because it was another movie they made like a feminist movie. The new one? Are you talking yeah, about the, the one with the female uh, Dark Fate? Yeah, the one that came out last year. I, I haven't seen it. So. I haven't seen it either, but I, I heard that it's it's pretty bad. It was one of those like a uh, was like another feminist movie. It's like they decided to take like let's take Terminator Terminator Two. But let's make all the characters like females and make all the men weak and shit. Yeah, yeah. Just another reminder of a Ghostbuster film reboot. Yeah, which they're now rebooting again, but this time with all men. Well, actually, the reboot is not a reboot. It's actually a sequel because it's connected to the um, Ghostbusters, the the original ones. Yeah. I still, I still feel, and I know we're getting off topic, but fucking. I still feel those. I still feel they should have. Nobody, nobody wants to hear about like Batman and Robin. What the fuck? <laughs> but no, I still I still feel that they should they should make a extreme Ghostbusters movie. I think so too. I remember because that. Because like cartoon. the extreme yeah the extreme Ghostbusters cartoon came after the original cartoon had ended, but it's right, all connected. Right. right. So yeah. I feel like that's what they should have done instead of like making the, the reboot that they did. Dude, and that was a pretty dark show for a kids show. Um, well, yeah, even the one, the, even the one that came out in the eighties is pretty dark. Yeah. The animation was good. Um, not only that, um, for diversity, they have a diverse character. Like everyone there was like in, with with the, like different backgrounds, which would be great for those you know those people who are like complaining about like we need more diversity, we need more diversity. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, so the back on topic. We had, uh, yeah, so Patrick Stewart's original played Mr. Freeze. Now, for Batman, uh, we talked about this earlier. The original had Val Kilmer, because uh, Val Kilmer played Batman and Batman Forever, but Val Kilmer read the script, was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And so they were originally going to hire uh, Will Baldwin, one of the Baldwin brothers, to play Batman. Oh. But then, but then uh, Joe Schumacher, but Joel Schumacher watched ER, and he was like, you know what? I want George Clooney instead. <laughs> <laughs> you probably, you probably, like, you probably jerking off the ER. It's like, you know what? This George Clooney guy is so hot. I could just, I just want to shoot him. Just put on that Batman costume. Just get a nice, like, close up of his ass when he pulls up his pants. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say this though: George Clooney has the look of a Bruce Wayne. Like he makes a good Bruce Wayne. The problem Not, is he, he makes a bad Batman. He makes a bad Batman. Val Kilmer makes a good Batman. But as a Bruce Wayne, 
Nah. He's he has he doesn't play that like Yeah, I feel like uh I feel I feel like Michael Keaton and Christian Bell did the best of both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't think like a person like Michael Keaton can be the Batman. Because he plays nah. that Bruce Wayne so well. He's like that he plays like that kind of like nice guy, like, hey, hi guys, how's it going? I'm I'm you know, I'm Bruce Wayne. You know, welcome to my mansion if you guys need any money. And and he, and he looks weak too. Yeah, he looks weak. But as Batman, he's like, I want you to tell all my friends who I am and where I came from. It's like, who are you, Batman? Like, you yeah. know? And it's the same thing with Christian Bill. Like, as Bruce Wayne, Christian Bill's like an asshole. Like, you wouldn't think, like, this guy would actually sacrifice himself to yeah. save the world. Mm -hmm. And, of course, if you compare Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne to um, Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne, Val Kilmer is still playing Batman. It's like, hi. Oh, I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Edward Nigma. <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck? Lose the voice, man. <laughs> like, and then George Clooney's, George Clooney's obviously like, hi, I'm, uh, hi. I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm Bruce Wayne, Ed. And, and hi, I'm, I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you mind if I pay, with this, I pay for this meal with my Batman credit card? What if, what if George Clooney played as Bruce Wayne and they hired Val Kilmer to be the stuntman playing Batman? <laughs> would that I, work? I think it would have worked, but I think after reading the script, Val Kilmer was just done. He was like, "Fuck <laughs> yeah. it, I, I want, I want no part of this shit." Yeah, yeah. No, but we'll we'll still but, find out because the mannerisms are so different. Yeah, right. And you'll be like, "Wait a minute, are they using two different actors?" <laughs> but see, I was I actually, but then when I read that there were, you no, know, they really wanted uh, originally they were going to have uh, William Baldwin play Batman. I really couldn't picture it. Because I, I just think of him what he looks like now as an old man, but like I can't really picture him being Batman. Wait, is this the Baldwin that did the uh, the Trump um, impersonation? Yeah, no, Alec. That's Alec Baldwin. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. William Baldwin. Okay, so which, I think Willie, is William Baldwin the play the uh, one that played uh, Barney in the Flintstones? Bro, <laughs> like, there's so many Baldwin brothers. I'm not sure which one's which, but. The Baldwin brothers like it's like the Wayne's brothers. Like fuck, yeah. which one you talk about? The Bald the Baldwin's like the white version of the Wayne's brothers. The Wayne's brothers, yeah. <laughs> like which one? Yeah, which one? <laughs> it makes me think that uh the Chappelle show skit. He's like, What? I, I didn't get the role? Who'd they give it to? Yeah. Marlon Wayne's? Wait, there's another one? <laughs> like, fuck. Well, I think Marlon Wayne's is the most um um uh, how do you say um Active or busy? Well, well, now, well, now he is because he's yeah. the youngest brother. So of course he's gonna know. He's still out now. He's still active because he's the youngest. The other mm -hmm. ones like old and shit. Like well, their uh, their kids are now active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're. I guess they're just. I mean, they they've made their wealth, so I'm sure they're they're kind of like settling in from the. Uh, well, and not only that, but it's like you know you don't want to you don't want to get to a point where you're competing for roles with your kids. Wouldn't that be a good thing, though? I mean, you'd be proud. Yeah, but I know, I know some people. I know some people was like, okay, you know what? Well, let me take a step back and, you know, let my kids have their shine. It's their time now. Well, I mean, they're, <laughs> you can't like if they're. I'm, I'm sure like the role would be like you know the, when they're when they have like a the, the the cast person, um, the person who does all the casting. I'm sure she or he will be asking for like a specific type of like. Age or well, look see, like or what cool. I what I would like to see those like you know like I would like to see like a movie with Damian Wings Jr. 
and then have Damian Wayne Sr. play his dad. Yeah, yeah, see? You can do something like that. It's kind of like what Ice Cube did with his uh, kid. Had his own kid play him. Well, see, that wouldn't work because, like, Damian Jr. doesn't have, like, that egg-shaped head like his dad has. Because, you know, Damian Wayne's he's bald. He's the only bald Wayne's brother, but he has, like, that egg-shaped head. Yeah. With those weird ears. Like, Damian Wayne's Jr. doesn't have that. They Facially, they look alike, but the head, he doesn't have this dad's head. Hey, shut the fuck up, homie, don't play that. Yeah. <laughs> homie, don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I, I remember when Damian Wayans was playing like the the homeless guy, and so the oh, this, yeah, yeah. The, the white interviewer was Jim Carrey was a white interviewer, like was an interviewer right, and like interviewing him about his like your know, career as a homeless person, and you know he would he would like live in this box, but then like Jim Carrey would ask him like, so uh, Mister, you know whatever his name was, we'll just call him Damian. Like, what do you use for uh, entertainment? I was like, oh yeah, I go all kinds of channels. See this box of hole. He has like a hole, uh, a hole in his box, but he sees like violence outside of his freaking box. It's like, yeah, I got all kinds of violence. Like, I got oh, we're watching cops right now. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny, dude. <laughs> Damien, wait. So, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yes, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't picture like William Baldwin playing Batman. But then you made a good point. I don't even know which one's William Baldwin. Yeah, There's just so yeah. many Baldwin brothers. And I was also too surprised like they they filmed this whole movie like you know like now when they film like the movies, they film it on location. Like they go to like like um like the Chris Nolan Batman movies are all filmed in Chicago. But this movie was filmed inside uh Warner Brothers Studios, so it was like all indoors. Oh, you're talking about Batman and Robin? Yeah, they filmed it all at Warner Brothers Studios. I, I like think they, that's they, another thing. So they, they built, they built a set. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing Christian Nolan wanted to fix. Yeah, Chris Nolan. I'm, I'm sorry, Chris Nolan, Christopher. Yeah, I'm getting Christopher's. Rah! Christopher Reeves, a lot of Christophers. Um, Christian Bale, uh, Chris Nolan. I think what he wanted to do also was to really change the look he wanted to make the world the his nolan his batman nolan world more like he wanted like an authenticity look well make it look realistic more realistic but he okay not but he he did okay he did shoot a lot in chicago but a lot of the shots too were also indoors he he actually built a lot of the uh, sets for some yeah but but what i'm saying though is like he built some of the sets. I mean, sets, yeah, but I mean, like he filmed the whole movie in Chicago. Yeah, so of course. You mix it, so it's like a, you, it gives you that real, uh, authentic, like city vibe. Wow. I'm surprised he didn't shoot in New York or L.A., like downtown L.A. I wonder. Maybe it's too expensive. Yeah, well, I, well, I thought he was gonna do like New York since it was like Gotham City, but no, Chicago yeah. worked perfectly. Yeah. But, but yeah. I was, but I was, I was, but I was surprised reading about Batman and Robin that they just filmed it all inside of Warner Brothers Studios. Well, isn't like that built a, they built a set at Warner Brothers, and I think it would be more expensive because it's cheaper just to use a building in Chicago than it is to build an entire set. 
but you still have to like okay you gotta hire like a bunch of police units to lock down that area right and you gotta ask permission you gotta get um um permits um and ask the uh whoever the, the mayor the senator of the city um permission to shoot of course because that's what they do right yeah so isn't it more of an like convenience inconvenience to do all that to shoot outdoors isn't it more convenient to shoot indoors than to have to deal with all that i mean i'm pretty sure it is but i mean when you have a big budget film like batman it shouldn't be an issue but i guess like you know they decided like let's just i guess because you know uh jewel showmarker he won that neon look did you just call him jewel showmarker i mean joel joel showmarker (laughs) <laughs> I guess because Joel Schumacher wanted that neon look for the city. Wait, he is Jewish though, right? Schumacher. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, but Joel, Joel Schumacher, I think because he wanted that uh, that neon look for uh, Gotham City, because you know Gotham City is all neon colored and shit. Yeah. So maybe that's why he decided to film it at uh, Warner Brothers Studios, so he can like build his own city with all the neon colors and shit. Even though no city in America looks like that, but that's what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's to also match with like the vehicles and the costumes, because obviously, I'm sure we all, I'm sure a lot of people know this, but he he was trying to market the, the toy companies. You know, uh, try so. Yeah, actually, uh, it's funny that you say that because Chris O'Donnell was quoted as saying that uh, while making Batman and Robin, he felt like he was making a two-hour uh, toy commercial. Commercial, yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed too, like, and a lot of movies are not like this, but like, whenever I get like an X Men, when you're seeing like an X Men toy straight from the film or, or in reference to the film, it looks it looks nothing like the film. But when you see like a Batman and Robin toy, like, shoot, that looks exactly like the fucking vehicle from Batman. <laughs> yeah, Chris O'Donnell, uh, Chris O'Donnell had a lot of interesting things to say about this movie. Like he he hated the movie because he felt like he, they're making a, a, a commercial. He hated his costume, like uh, he liked the costume they had in Batman and Robin. I mean, Batman Forever. He liked that costume better than the costume they gave him Batman and uh, Robin, which I always found interesting too. Like I wonder why they gave him the Nightwing suit in this movie and didn't call him Nightwing. No, they called him Robin. And then, like, he hated the suit, he hated the nipples, but him being a young actor at the time, like, he figured, like, oh, okay, this is my chance, you know, being a big budget film. Yeah. But he knew the movie was going to be shit from the beginning. But the movie ended up ruining his career, so, like, his career never really got off the ground. It, so, like, you end up feeling it, bad for him. It's It slowed down his momentum and, and thriving. Yeah, like, he, he was better off. He was better off pulling the Val Kilmer, but at that age, like he didn't have the, the clout that Val Kilmer had to be like, you know what? Fuck this movie, I'm out. So he just it, stuck with it. You know what? Like like I didn't mind Robin being introduced to the film, even starting from Batman Forever, but I was expecting at least um like a throwback. Like at least a throwback of Robin starting young. See, and I then, thought that would have been I agree, I thought that would have been better because like, I never yeah. understood like why. Why is Bruce? Why is Bruce adopting this grown ass man? <laughs> like, like he's like almost like he, thirty five years old and shit. Yeah. Like, like what the fuck is he doing there living like, with you, bro? Like that looks pretty good. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, like you know, just just give just give Dick, what just give Dick a little bit money from the uh, circus, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he'd be all right. Like he doesn't. Yeah. You don't need to sure take care of himself. Yeah, like, you don't need to adopt. 
You don't need to adopt an adult. You know, like what adult gets adopted. Yeah, see, that shit didn't make any sense. Now, okay, now, like, in fairness, Chris O'Donnell as Robin or as Nightwing actually looks good. I thought his costume wasn't that bad. It wasn't too actually, bad. How, how old was he back then? I think it was around his 25, like, you know, mid-20s or whatnot. He was young. He was younger than Val Kilmer, that's for sure. Val Kilmer yeah. was probably. Uh, like, he's uh, yeah, he was uh, he was twenty. He was twenty six. Yeah, but that's still old. Dude. That's still old to be a fucking to get adopted. adopted. <laughs> <laughs> hey here, Nick. Uh, you can go ahead and stay with me. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Psycho. No, <laughs> I, I spoke. Bro, what, I spoke to. Uh, I spoke to uh, child protective services, <laughs> and they told me uh, I could go ahead and fill out the paperwork and, and adopt you. Bro, I would laugh if child child services just came and knocked at his door like, "Uh, Mr. Wayne, Chris, Chris seems to like not want to be want, not want to stay here with you anymore. So we're gonna have to take him back from you. You don't seem like a fit person to uh, be the legal. You know, yeah, we're, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put this Party. grown ass man back in group home <laughs> with, with all the little kids and shit. Yeah. <laughs> see, okay. See what put I'm picking. Put him in the system. This is this is how I think they would have fixed it. Just they, they could have done something like what they did with Batman Begins. You know, they would start out with a very young actor um, who plays, you know, playing uh, Chris, uh, playing Robin or Dick Grayson, and then like you know, just like Batman Begins, like um, kind of just do like a a story, a thirty minute story or twenty minute story on you know his his training with Bruce Wayne. I think that would have been interesting. We've never had anything so I, like <clears throat> in the film. I think they should have did that. I think they should have did that, but I also think that they should have hired an actor that was maybe like 12 or 13, like to deal with Gotham. Like or, Bruce or Wayne was like 12 or 13. Or Kick-Ass. Yeah. Start with, with you know, little, like... With that, uh, with that little girl. Yeah, with Hit Girl. Start with her and stuff. Or start with some like a kid actor and just have him grow up and train him. I think that would have been perfect. But, nope, they didn't. They rushed that shit. Not only yeah, did no, they rush, they, they want the growing ass man. <laughs> yeah, but not only did they rush Robin, who else did they rush, bro? Uh, Barbara, Barbara Pennyworth. Barbara Pennyworth. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Alfred. Uncle Alfred. Like, what the fuck is this? Man, this whole this whole movie had me just to myself like what the fuck the whole movie like nothing in this movie made sense like okay bruce and and uh and dick they're like arguing like bro man you don't trust me bro how can we work together if you don't trust me and then out of nowhere like uh this bitch comes out of nowhere alicia silverstone like uncle alfred no i flew all the way here from london but yet she has a perfect american accent yeah 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 well, what do you think about um, Batgirl? I, I can't even call her Batgirl, dude. I think she looks more like a freaking huntress or something. I don't know. But what do you what, what do you think about Batgirl? Oh, I, I I hated that too. Uh, in the in the movie when uh, she introduces herself, she's like, "Hey guys, it's me, Barbara." And then Batman's like, "So, what you what you calling yourself, Batgirl?" <laughs> oh, you couldn't. Why not? Why not Batwoman? And it's like, because I want to be Batgirl. <laughs> it's like, okay. 
but you're you're not even the girl. You're like fucking thirty five years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the same age as Dick, and if he can be adopted at twenty six, how come I can't be a girl? Well, let me let me ask you this, because this hasn't been done yet. Would you be down to uh, down for a a Robin and a Batgirl build up, starting from you know with starting with uh, oh. Would you be down for a a, a Batgirl Robin origin in the Batman movie? Uh, I don't know about a Batgirl Robin origin, but I would be down for like a not origin, not origin, origin. That's what I said, origin. Oh. I wouldn't be down. I'd be down. For, I don't know about an origin, but I would. I wouldn't mind seeing them like have their own movie because they they do eventually like fall in love and get married and shit. Well, no, no. Okay, what about a Robin origin? Because you know, Robin starts off with Batman. You can't have an or a Robin or origin without a Batman, right? Yeah, but uh, about this, are you talking about like have Batman and uh, have a Robin and Batgirl have like their own like you know? No, movie, no, no. Right? Uh, let, let's start with Robin first. Like, how no, would, I'm how saying, are you asking me? Are you asking me? Should, uh, do I want to see them have their own movie, or you just okay. mean like have an origin story? That too. That both. Okay, yeah. Okay, in the, in in the movie, I would like to see them have like a proper origin story, Cause, like the origin story they have for both characters in, in Batman Forever for Robin, and Batman and Robin for uh, Batgirl, was stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like to see like a proper origin story for both, and then like um, I wouldn't mind having like a Robin and Batgirl have their own movie together since they like you know boyfriend and girlfriend, and that is one thing too that you notice in watching this movie. Is that they were kind of setting up like uh, them to eventually like fall in love for the sequel, the sequel that never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of sexual tension between uh, Dick and Barbara in this movie. I wonder. Uh, what it felt like called. it felt like uh, Kylo Ren and uh, Ray was just like just just fuckery, just get it over with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still felt Ben was um, robbed from that romance. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I think Finn and uh, Ray would have been a better couple, only because they connected already from the beginning, and it seemed like Finn like really liked her. Yeah, and then uh, for some reason they just uh, that's that's what happens when you have like you know different writers for each movie, right? Right, right. Different direction, right? Different directors, different directions, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, so, so what do you think about Batgirl's costume, Barbara Gordon? Uh, I, mean, I Bar- actually like. <clears throat> yeah, Barbara Pennyworth. I actually, I actually liked her costume. I thought, uh, yeah. I think it would have been better if they would have left her have the 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 the, uh, the uh, what you would call it, the full the full mask with like the horns and shit, like the Batman mask, yeah. instead of having like the the domino mask that she had. But uh, her costume was that bad. I did like the, the the ice costume that all three of them had. The ice costume? Yeah, at the end. With the the black and silver. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's up with the black and silver. What's up with that? Like black and yeah. silver. Black and silver. Like, and that, that's that thing so I didn't understand too. It was like, okay. They're like, okay, let's go stop Mr. Freeze, but let's change first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to look cool at the end. Yeah, we got to we gotta look, we gotta look cool for the climax. We gotta look, we gotta bling 
for the climax. Yes, like we know where Mr. Freeze is, but let's waste time and let's <laughs> go back home and change first <laughs> before we stop the villain. Yeah. Um, now, what about Poison Ivy? What do you think about her costume? Oh, it was terrible. Like, you know, she... I, <laughs> and this, again, I, I hate to say this, man, because it makes me so homophobic, but you could tell that the director was gay because yeah. he made Poison like Ivy look like a... He made Poison Ivy look like a drag queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what really gets me though, and it just—I—I I just can't stop rewinding this one part in the film, the part when she was introduced as Poison Ivy in the. Um, well, I want to talk about like the whole back card shit. You know the. the, oh, yeah, the yeah, talk about it because that shit was were, stupid. When they were bidding with the, uh, I guess they had like a, um, they had like a, a jungle theme for like. Um, for charity, right? For this charity event. Yeah, it was a, it was, was a, it was a, uh, it was a Bruce Wayne, it was a Bruce Wayne uh, charity event, but right. Bruce Wayne didn't show up. <laughs> See, okay, now that. But Batman like, did. But Batman did with a fucking major credit card. Yeah. <laughs> like a Mastercard, uh, you know, and and you're thinking like, huh, Bruce Wayne's not here, but Batman's here, and yeah. he has a fucking credit card, huh? Like you can't put two and two together. <laughs> he sounds just like Bruce Wayne. See, that. this is why uh, this uh, sorry to cut you off, but this is why I like Chris Nolan better because like he he actually thought it through. Like for example, when Batman went to China to stop uh, that Chinese guy in Dark Knight, yeah. remember he he uh, he had um, Alfred cover for him by telling everybody that yeah I'm gonna take a vacation to Russia with, with the whole entire Russia ballet. Yeah, with the bad thing girls. And then he actually was in Russia to make sure everybody saw him to, to, to the cover-up. So you never thought, like, okay, well, Batman's in China, Bruce Wayne's in Russia, so they can't possibly be the same person. Yeah. But in this movie, it's like, oh, Did Batman, you, well, you just well, can't. Well, hold on. Before I, before, I, um, before I cut you off on that, here's my question about that one scene, though, with um, Alfred and Batman, Russia, and China. Who was flying the fucking plane to pick up Batman? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> if Alfred, okay, supposedly no, okay, it can't be Lucius Fox because Lucius Fox is in Gotham. No, he was in China. He was in China. Oh, so it probably was Lucius Fox. Well, yeah. Th- but was Lucius Fox flying the plane? They never showed who the pilot was, <laughs> but Lucius Fox was in China. I was like, who the fuck picked up Batman? <laughs> 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 yeah, because remember, Lucius Fox went to uh, China to have the meeting because that's when he switched the the cell phones, so Batman could track his location. Right, 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 right. But I, I, they never mentioned anything about Lucius Fox being like a great pilot. Uh, hey, if you could build, if you could build all that tech, I'm, sure I'm pretty you sure you could fly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just wanted to. Yeah, you got some explaining to do, Mister Nolan. Anyway. <laughs> But at least it makes more sense to what Joe Schumacher did. Yeah. So yeah, Bruce Wayne can't make it to his own fundraiser. But, Batman, but we have Batman instead. Yeah. Hey, not only that, Bruce Wayne and, and his not, um and, and, and his uh, if it's and some his reason, Robin looks a Robin looks a lot like yeah. Robin looks a hell of a lot like uh, his adopted <laughs> son for some reason. But Batman with a major credit card, yeah, who looks just like Chris uh, Dick Grayson, uh, Dick, yeah. <laughs> Name Robin, <laughs> bro. I kid you not, bro. If look, 
I know I know you well enough to where if you put a costume on, if you cover your whole face, I can tell it's you. Yeah. Because of your mannerism, the way you sound. If you don't change your voice, I, I can tell like, bro, fucking Anthony. Okay, I think it's you, bro. Dude, like and I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure his employees know that that's Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's have a fundraiser at uh, Wayne Enterprises, but the the boss can't make it. But the Batman who sounds just like the boss. Hey, bro, if, if I dress up as Batman and I fake my voice, bro, and I, I show, go, show up to work. No, if I go up to you and I say I'm uh, Batman, would you know it's me? Yeah. <laughs> How would you know it's me? I'm, I'm covering up. You just know, right? Could, yeah, because I could tell, first of all, by your uh, your mannerisms. Yeah. Because, you know, your mannerisms are still going to be the same. But even, like, from your, uh, like, if you had a Batman mask, you could still tell from, like, lips to chin, your teeth. <laughs> there's ways there's ways you can tell yeah <clears throat> um, but, I, but I'm saying though like for in this case though like since it was at Wade Enterprises so everybody there were like people that like either work for Bruce or work with Bruce right and they couldn't even tell the difference like if you get the face just look at just listen to the voice because George Clooney didn't change his voice and I'm pretty sure they've met his adopted son I, I want to say this though do you think do you think we would ever have a Christopher Nolan Batman universe if it wasn't for the failures of you know the Batman franchise with um Shoemaker? Uh before I answer that, uh you didn't finish your point about this uh fundraiser. Oh, what about the fundraiser? You said you wanted to talk about it. You never finished your point. Oh, I, right. I, I cut um, you off. That was my bad. Was, no, there was no point. Um, I just wanted to say that um, that was the most funniest scene. Uh, not only not only the fundraiser, but the the, the whole like um, uh, Mr. Freeze crashing the party and stuff like that. Everybody chill. Everybody chill. <laughs> Everybody chill. And not only that, that one scene where Poison Ivy was dressed as the gr- a pink gorilla. Mm-hmm. I, I thought shit was fucking funny though because when she was doing the exotic dance I'm looking at the gorilla like fuck that gorilla looks sexy <laughs> that was it I thought that was funny I thought it was, the no, it, funny. It, was it was funny especially like the little argument between Batman and Robin because everybody oh, was God. bidding on uh, everybody was bidding to get a date with Poison Ivy and so one guy was like I bet ten thousand dollars and the other guy was like, I bet twenty million dollars for the gorgeous oh, yeah. Otis. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then and then Batman was like, "I bet thirty million. and then Robin was like, "I bet fifty million. He was like, "You don't even have the money." I'll borrow from you. Yeah, and you're thinking like, "Shut the fuck up, dude! Everyone's gonna know who you are." <laughs> yeah, but, it, but, but Batman didn't even do that. He was just like, "Well, I'll just pay with my credit card." Yeah, <laughs> like, but who says that? I'll borrow from you. Wouldn't you yeah. think? Like, wait a minute, you you Batman has that much money? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you borrow it from Batman? Like, he has that much money. <laughs> like, that was the stupidest thing. Like, they totally forgot they had their costumes on. <laughs> like, they were they were literally playing Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne. But yeah, but it was like, how stupid are the people that were there? To not notice. But in fairness, though, I want to explain that that scene. I think the reason why they were acting like that, because, of course, of Poison Ivy's um, 
fur, fur uh, what is it? Fur okay, but okay, fur. but that only works on that right. thing. Only yeah, but that only works on men. What about the women that were there? Well, I don't know. Maybe the women are just stupid in that. Because <laughs> <laughs> the women should at least be like, wait, hold on. Yeah, hey, they, this ain't making sense. Well, bro, I mean, women are are like selling themselves as escorts in that scene. So, what, what do you think? Well, not uh, not Bob, not Bob Kane's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Bob, Bob Kane's wife was that chick who was asking questions, she was the, right? Yeah, she was the, the she was like oh. the old white lady asking questions. Yeah. Right. Oh shit. And I felt bad for Bob Kane because Bob Kane died a year after this movie came out. So, like the last version of Batman that he got to see alive was this horseshit. Now, that was funny though because Stanley and Bob Kane are good friends, right? Because yeah. they, they compete with each other as far as like the popularity of their characters. Bob Kane being the creator DC. of Batman. Well, no, Bat. Well, DC, but the creator of Batman, just you know, mm-hmm. Batman, right? And um, Stanley being the creator of uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So at the time, like there was no Spider-Man film, and when Spider-Man came out, Stanley was like, "Fuck." If only Bob Kane was alive, you know, yeah. I would have told him like what what a great film I have. You know, so I finally have a Spider-Man. Yeah, compared compared to Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> no, he could have joked like, man, Batman and Robin was so bad it killed Bob Kane. But see, you had Batman and Batman Returns, so even Bob Kane at the time was like, damn, this these movies are great. You know, I love it. Yeah, you know? but those and, movies those movies came out like 10, 13 years before Spider-Man did. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying at the time, like, you still had those films, so you would think, like, it would help, um, you know, build the uh, the superhero comic genre. It and did, for- and, and, and then Batman and Robin killed it. And just slowed it down for everybody else, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yes, okay, so to go back to your original question, uh, I would say no, only yeah. because uh, had this movie been question bro like gotta you gotta re, uh, rephrase the question oh yeah so the question you asked me was like if this movie was successful will we have the chris nolan movies and i'll say no no no, no. Because... no no my question was do you think that because of the failure of these two films that schumacher uh made do you think because of the failure of that uh it actually helped create the, the nolan universe uh yeah yeah yeah, because I, I agree. Because I, think, I, well, I wouldn't say it helped create, but it, it gave Chris Nolan the opportunity to make his universe, or, or to make it to 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 do what like to learn from Schumacher on what not to do, right? Well, well, not with well, that, but also too like, and and this is this is how you know things are different between the '90s and today. Like this movie was so bad that like nobody would even touch Batman for like ten years. Right, and then all of a sudden, like Chris Nolan had the balls to be like, "Hey, I got this great Batman script." Do it with your British d- voice. Do it with a British voice. Uh, can't really do a British voice, but. <laughs> well, make sure we'll put no bat nipples on my bum. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like he had like him and his brother created this Batman script, gave it to Warner Brothers, and then you know sold them on the idea of like, "Hey, let's make another Batman movie." Because Warner Brothers had no intentions of ever like fucking with Batman yeah, or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just gonna. <clears throat> Which is different than like the mentality today. Like today, in today's time, like a movie, like for example, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man Two was a flop 
And that came out 2014. And then two years later in 2016, Sony was like, well, fuck it. We'll just reboot it and come out with Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. No, but if this if that happened in the nineties, like Sony did like, it work? What? Like, did it work? Well, yeah, it worked. But it I'm just worked, saying, right? like, they didn't. Sony didn't wait ten years to make Spider-Man: Homecoming. They did it two years later, like after right. two years, like okay, let's just reboot it. Like fuck it. Right. right. Well, you know, in the nineties, like Batman and Robin was so bad that Warner Bros. Like, ah, I think we're out of the superhero game for a while. Like, we're not even gonna touch Batman. Well, like if Batman and Robin came out today and it flopped, I think like two years later they would have just made just rebooted it. Uh, I don't know. That's 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 hard to say because it it's easy to reboot something that's bad when because right now there's there's different genres of films and superheroes are considered a genre now in film and like their own you know separate category in the in the film market. So if I think I think the reason why they were able to reboot um, Spider-Man right away, uh, without having to wait like six, seven years or whatnot, is, oh, damn. <laughs> uh, the reason why they're able to reboot it right away is because the the superhero genre is still it's still popular. Like people still want to watch superheroes because it wasn't Spider-Man that that turned people off from watching like all the Avengers stuff. You know, you still have all that and the X-Men stuff at the time. So that's why they still uh, reboot it right away. So you're saying that this movie just in the 90s just turned people off from watching like superhero movies? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because there was there was no other super uh, Marvel didn't even have their own superhero movies at the time. So there was no, nothing to to back up the superhero genre. At the time. Well, you know, also too, also too, now that I think about it, it was also back to back because uh, around the same, I think it was the same year Spawn came out, and Spawn wasn't very good either. So you had Batman and Robin plus Spawn yeah. that were two bad superhero movies at the time. Yeah, I remember that Spawn, dude. Um, Michael J. White, you know, yeah. Joker, Joker's buddy. <laughs> Although no, not Joker's buddy, but Joker's enemy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only the only person in the mafia was like, just kill Joker. Yeah, you know that that sucks. You know, I think Spawn was another movie that kind of helped, like, mess up the the superhero chain, the superhero train, because that movie wasn't even that good. I mean, is that another guilty pleasure of yours, Spawn? No, nah, actually, to be honest with you, I haven't watched it since the nineties. Oh, okay. I just, but I just remember as a little kid, like even as a little kid, I was like this movie sucks. I'll tell you this though. John Leguizamo as the killer clown. I think he was pretty. Yeah, he good. was good. He was See, really well, good. I think also too another thing that fucks up both of these movies is that the carts because okay they they both had animated series that came out around the same time. Yeah. And the Batman the animated series and the Spawn the animated series even were so much better than the movies. So it's like I'd rather watch the cartoon than watch this shit. I, I think it's because of the uh, the 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 ratings of the film. I think the 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 Spawn movie was too. Um, I, it's I guess rated it was, R. Was it still rated R? Yeah. But it, it still didn't. I don't know. I have to watch that movie again. I think we should do another review on Spawn. Yeah, day. I think. Uh, yeah, just watch it and uh, do a review on it. Yeah, because I haven't I haven't watched it in a while, so I can't really talk about like contrast and compare like. What they what the feel uh what they 
Yeah, I just I just know uh, Charlie Sheen's dad was the villain. That's all I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Hey, bro, Charlie Sheen could still play the villain <laughs> for the. You know. I don't, yeah, but ever since he came out uh, with HIV, he hasn't acted. Yeah, yeah. Even though that that would make what have a villain though. Just he's gonna infect uh, infect everybody with HIV. <laughs> <laughs> Spawn has to Spawn has to stop him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck everybody. If you don't <laughs> if you don't stop me, I'm gonna fuck everybody. <laughs> but I was like, no, no. Call them first. So let's okay. Let's talk about uh, if this movie had done. Now this movie was actually. It was weird because, like, I was thinking about uh, Harley Quinn, who well, Birds of Prey, anyway. But Birds of Prey is like the worst. Uh, Whoa. W. Hold on. Birds of Prey was like the worst WB movie as far as like uh, financially. Like WB lost so much money off that movie that was like the worst uh, movie financially uh, in Warner Brothers history. That like, that's how much money they lost. But I, I think Birds of Prey is better than this movie. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting was that Warner Brothers actually made a lot of money off this movie. It was yeah. just bad. Like, people went to the movie theaters to watch it. And that's what I found interesting. Was like, people didn't even go to the movie theaters to watch Birds of Prey. Like, as soon as they heard the reviews, they were like, you know what, fuck this movie. While with Batman and Robin, and maybe because, you know, now because of social media, maybe it's different. But with Batman and Robin, because I'm reading the reviews, like, even... um. The late great Cisco and Ebert, they were even like, man, this movie's terrible. Like, like all the reviews back in the 90s were like, this movie's bad. And yet people still spent money to watch it. And so it made me think, like, you know, did Birds of Prey is did Birds of Prey do so bad financially? And did Warner Brothers lose so much money financially because of social media? And that people just read social media and read all the reviews on the internet, they're like, you know what, I'm not gonna watch this movie. Because reading the reviews in the '90s for this movie, they were pretty bad, and it made me wonder, like, why, why would anybody want to watch this shit if, if you read off the reviews? Bro, it's a, it's a combination of all kinds of things. Um, everything that you mentioned, social media, of course, that's gonna make a big difference <clears throat> as far as like the decisions of a person. Because back then, of course, like you mentioned, like there was no social media, so no, you, just had a, you just had to watch uh, Cisco and Ebert. Yeah, Cisco and Ebert, but like that's like one hour channel you know i mean yeah and you know people not everybody watches tv or not everybody watches like uh movie critics at the time so it wasn't like a, a big thing for everybody and yeah like uh cisco and eber cisco and eber give this movie two thumbs down yeah yeah but you know people would still watch it but you know why um you know why batman and robin still made a lot of money it's their mer- merchandising it's their marketing it's it's of course Schumacher is not stupid, like he's 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 a pretty smart. He's not yeah, but okay. But you're saying though, uh, you're saying that though, uh, Birds of Prey had bad marketing. No, I'm saying it, it depends on what what their marketing is. Who are they trying to market the film to? Schumacher already know what the marketing what, what the film was marketed to children. Children are gonna. They don't. They don't know what a bad movie is. All they want to see is like 
freaking Batmobiles, cars, Batman and Robin with these suits and shit like that. And everyone, and every kid wants to dress up as Batman and Robin. And they see the toys, they're like, oh, mom, look, like in the movie, can you buy it? That's why they're able to, of course, um, establish a lot of income with, you know, their generate a lot of income with their with the film. It's because Schumacher was literally, like you mentioned earlier, it was make, it was like he was making a two hour commercial about toys. And that's why they would thrive on the uh, on the you know on the film film budget. I mean on the on the film box office. Yeah, because uh, back in 1997, you have Kenneth uh, Turan. He wrote for the Los Angeles Times, and he said back then that this movie would be the death of Batman. Like we'll never see another Batman movie ever again. Most well, true. This, because this well, he, he was wrong. He was wrong because we got one in a. Uh, 2005 well, it was close though it was close yeah. like 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 you said like warner brothers they they were gonna bury batman and like have it like untouchable like nobody can touch it as a as a um, a live um a live action film like you can make a batman cartoon film like batman master of the phantasm but we're never gonna make like a, a live action batman film ever again because it's 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 gonna it's gonna mess up our it's gonna damage our wallets um but of course Nolan took the challenge and that just made Nolan legendary because Nolan revived not only Batman but he also revived the the superhero franchise that or Blade I'm, I'm trying to figure out was it Blade or Batman Begins that revived the superhero franchise uh, it was actually a combination of Blade and X-Men I think they came out around the same time right right so Blade and X-Men and then Batman for the uh DC. Uh, well, well, before well, before Batman, you had a Spider-Man, which came out I think 2001. Right, 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 right. All right. So then you have uh. So here's here's the quote from the guy from the Los Angeles Times at the time. He said that uh, Batman and Robin basically killed the Batman franchise. He says hard to tell who uh Batman and Robin is intended for. Anyone mm -hmm. who knows the character from the comics, or has or has watched the superb animated show on Fox, will hate this movie. He said, although uh, Schumacher, uh, he said that uh, the problem is that Schumacher treats the Adam West version as the gospel. That show was campy humor that was okay for the time, which is the 1960s. But, you know, talking from somebody in the 90s, he said that it just wouldn't work because the cartoon is so much better, which is what I said before. Yeah. You're and right. The was, and the cartoon was for kids. And so he was saying, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm a kid, why would I watch this shit if I could just watch the cartoon and it's better? Yeah, yeah. Which is what I wanted to ask you because uh, you and I, we are like, what, six years apart? Seven years apart? So when this yeah. movie came, yeah, when this movie came out, I was like nine, nine or ten. So I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't until I got older where I was like, okay, this, this is some bullshit. You, on the other hand, you were like, what, 15, 16? So you already, like, you no, know, I mean, you were still a kid, but you were older. So what were your thoughts on this movie? Like, did you, did you just right off the bat like, okay, what is this bullshit, or did you have like a guilty pleasure and liked it? Like, what was it? Well, well, first off, I was a fan of the the Batman, the Bat Adventures <laughs> of, of Batman from what the sixties. <laughs> See, I liked Bat it too. Was it Batman Adventures or Batman and Robin Adventures? No, it was just uh, no. The show was just called Batman. Okay, whatever. But I was I was actually a fan of the Adam West um, series I, as a kid. As a kid watching it, I was I was a fan, and then watching Batman 
and Batman Returns was like a, a new development of like you know, um, you know, uh, a view a viewing experience because now you're like, oh shit, these are the same guys. Well, was it TV show? Well, not to cut you, like, yeah, not to cut you off though, but around uh, in between Batman and Batman Returns, you know, the cartoon comes out. Right, the cartoon comes on. You're like, oh, this is great. The cartoon's awesome. So they make a Batman Forever, and I'm thinking, oh shit. Finally, they're making making a sequel from the a franchise that you love, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's where it slows down. You know, Batman Forever was like, eh. You know, it's like something missing there. You're trying to figure out, especially at my age. I was like, in my teens at the time. I'm like, like you know, you're watching. And it's like, you know what? I'm watching this, and it's like something, something's missing here. Like, I'm not, I'm not thrilled watching this the same way I was thrilled watching. Uh, seeing Catwoman for the first time in Batman Returns or the Penguin uh, for the first time in Batman Returns. Like, I wasn't like thrilled seeing Two Face and the Riddler. So, after Batman and Robin, after watching that, I was like, this is bullshit. You know, at, at the age of like 14, uh, 16, or whatever, um, I thought I thought this was just child's play. You know, they, they lost the essence of, you know, that dark, serious, gr- grungy, grungy. Uh, feel of you know Batman and Batman Returns. See, I, so and I think uh, <clears throat> I think Warner Brothers. Well, I can't even blame Warner Brothers, but basically they fired Tim Burton because uh, people complained that Batman Returns was too dark. So they yeah. hired they hired Joel Schumacher to kind of make it more family friendly. But I think Joel Schumacher he went way the opposite direction. Like yeah. he took it he took it to a whole nother level to where yeah. like if I was a parent I'd be like you know what fuck it I prefer the darkness of Tim Burton like I'd rather have my kids watch that shit than this yeah yeah cause now my kids are, are, are watching like drag queens yeah and I mean if my kids are gay I don't mind but they're not gay so <laughs> well, no, in the, in the 90s in the 90s they would mind they would mind right right yeah like, like I, got, I got a strong boy here <laughs> and, he's, and he's thinking about like dressing like dressing up like the uh, the Riddler, <laughs> who is which is uh, which is actually that's a good thing y'all should mention that too because uh, one of the complaints from parents about this movie was there was too many uh, homosexual in the windows in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, like and it starts it starts no, with okay. the opening scene. It starts with the opening scene with them getting dressed. For all you listeners, you can't get mad. This is what was intended. <laughs> We're just yeah. just saying what what's what's what we see, and it's true. And Schumacher even he, he even met, he he said it. He admitted it. it's like yeah, I, I was trying to make a, a movie <laughs> that's happy. You know, yeah, well, you say no. He said he's trying to make a movie that's visually appealing to him. Yeah, and that's what he did. Like the yeah. opening scene, the opening scene, we see Batman and Robin getting dressed. <laughs> Joe Schumacher is like is like. It's like, um, <laughs> um, ty- he's Tiger Exotic in the film industry. No, Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, like, I like straight men. <laughs> hey, imagine Joe Exotic um, directing a Batman film. <laughs> It'll be just like this. Just like this one. Spend 15 minutes, spend 15 minutes on Batman and Robin getting dressed. You know what we need? This circus needs more tigers, yeah. not female male tigers, just 
more male tigers. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we get that shot of uh, Chris O'Donnell's ass one more time? I just need, I just need to just need a close up. I, I don't like the way he was pulling up his pants. <laughs> but I know, but when I re- read that though, like the first thing I thought was, can you just imagine being like a, a dad in the nineties? You take your kid to see Batman or Robin, and you just like, hey yo, what the fuck? Like why? Like did we just spend fifteen minutes looking at bat nipples and bat crotch, <laughs> bat ass? Well, the Batgirl, I don't know. No, but it was funny too because they didn't even spend that much time on Batgirl getting dressed. Yeah, I was when like, Batgirl got dressed. It was like, it was like 30 seconds. It was like 30 seconds. <laughs> okay, that's Batman and Robin. Perfect. That was good, Alicia. Yeah, that's yeah, good. All right. Uh, can we, uh, George and Chris, can we, uh, can we reshoot that? If you guys, we, we need to cut, we need to, uh, we need to get a shot of you guys putting on that, that, uh, the black and silver costume now. Yeah, we need a close-up. Okay, we need another shot of an extreme close-up. Okay, yeah. great, great. And then Lisa's like, uh, Joe, what about me? No, bitch, we're, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. That's enough. Yeah, 30 you're seconds. Perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to see your crotch. Yeah, I don't want to see your ass either. <laughs> like, if you notice, if you notice, the Batgirl suit didn't have no dimples on it. See? <laughs> <laughs> Now, if if we brought if this movie was done here today, I would yell out "sexist." <laughs> Where's her nipples? No, no, no. If this movie came out today, people would be like, "Congratulate!" Like, "Oh my God, they finally made they finally made Batman gay." Bro, if this movie was done today, it would probably win an Oscar. Bro, no, yeah, because like, like, like I like, I still don't understand why people you know, are complaining. You know why, like, right? The why? They yeah. Win. Right, because people are going to complain. Oh, you guys just don't want to watch this movie because it's you know supposedly gay and you guys are homophobic. So I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like with the uh, it's like with the new it's like it's like with the new Spider-Man movie. Like, I don't understand why people are complaining that Spider-Man is not bisexual. Like, why does he have to be bisexual? Yeah, it has nothing to do with the story. It's so stupid. Like, like people watch like people watch Spider-Man Far From Home. Was like, you know what? This movie's good, but you know what? It'll make it better if he was gay. But see, we you, need. you're complaining about you complaining complaining about him being bisexual. If he was to be bisexual, then you'll have like a community complaining about you. Like, why can't he be bisexual, huh? But people are complaining now that he's straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, if Batman and Robin was done today, the same exact way that Schumacher did, Schumacher will fucking win a fucking award and <laughs> shit. Because what well, he, well, he, he did though, he won. Uh, they 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 in uh, in 1997 they swept the Razzies. The Razzies was like the Oscars, but only for bad movies. So yeah. in uh, 1997, <laughs> uh, Alicia Silverstone won uh, worst actress, worst oh, supporting yeah. actress. George Clooney won uh, worst actor. Chris O'Donnell won uh, worst supporting act. No, supporting yeah, no. Chris O'Donnell and Arnold Schwarzenegger they shared. Uh, worst supporting actor that like, they couldn't decide who was worse. So they just gave it to both of them. <laughs> Yuma Thurma also won uh, worst supporting actress with uh, Alicia Silverstone. Joel Schumacher won uh, the award for worst director, and then Batman and Robin also won the award for worst movie of the year. Wow! And also the worst sequel of the year. Wow, that's a, that's a record. That's yeah. a lot of words. Everyone the only, got the only the only good thing about this movie is that the soundtrack won a Grammy. 
soundtrack won the Grammy what? Award for best soundtrack. So sing, like the Academy. Sing a song. Like, huh? sing, a song sing a song you can remember in the uh, in the, the Batman. Oh, actually, I, I did from the uh, the the credits. That's where I got that song from. It was the R. Kelly, Gotham City. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that before everyone. Now you've been kissed by the rose on the. Well, no, I, yeah, cause I sang that song, but I still was from Batman Forever. I got the movies mixed up. That's from Batman and Robin. <laughs> but yeah, but that song won a fucking Grammy. So it was like the Academy's like, you know, this movie sucks, but it's R. Kelly shit though. Man, I can, I can get down with that. <laughs> hey, be careful, dude. You're not allowed to like. Uh, yeah, now see now see if that movie if this movie came out today, with that R. Kelly would, <laughs> yeah, that, that R. Kelly song would not win a Grammy. Oh no, they'd be like, man, they'd be like, fuck the soundtrack, fuck the soundtrack. <laughs> this soundtrack is a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, now uh, so uh, George Clooney, so a lot yeah, so a lot of the play, I mean, me, a lot of the parents they complained uh, about the rubber nipples on the costume. Uh, you know, they didn't like the fact that they, they did uh, close-up shots on Batman and Robin's butt and uh, crotch. The Los Angeles Times uh, wrote that the, the addition of nipples was uh, to Batman's costume would be the movie's lasting legacy. Uh, Joel Schumacher later on apologized, saying that he had no idea that putting nipples on Batman and Robin's suit was going uh, uh, to be such a big deal. And that he wanted to make the suit look, he wanted Batman and Robin to look like Greek gods. That's why the costume had nipples in like the 12th oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. That makes sense. Because according, according to Jules Schumacher, he said in his mind, when he was picturing Batman and Robin, he said like, he pictured these two guys with perfect bodies. Ah. So he's basically having like a fantasy in his head, like jerking <laughs> off to Batman and Robin. <laughs> it's like Greek gods and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you he, think? You but, think, but obviously, he but obviously, a pass for that then? Huh? Do you think he deserves a pass for the nipples? Because he, uh, now that he explained why the nipples were actually there from the beginning, uh, I would give him a pass if he put the nipples on Batgirl. Because how come Batgirl <laughs> can't be a Greek god? So like, you don't even give a fuck about Batgirl. Just you have a Batman and Robin. <laughs> just in my mind, I can just picture Batman and Robin having these perfect bodies. Yeah, I just want to fuck. And then Chris O'Donnell said that uh, he didn't mind the nipples. What bothered him was uh, the close-up shots of his ass. He didn't he didn't understand it at the time, and he doesn't <laughs> understand it now. <laughs> like... I bet you Chris O'Donnell was like, I, I bet you, I bet, I bet you, Schumacher was like. <laughs> Okay, everybody. Um, cameraman, let, I, I'll take care of this. Everybody, just uh, go ahead and take five. Uh, it's just gonna be me and Crystal Donnell. I'm just gonna, you know, shoot this myself because uh, I want you guys to all, you know, you got all been working hard. You all need a break. Uh, you know what? As a matter of fact, take an hour. Take an hour. Yeah. Uh, you're still gonna get paid for it, of course. I'm gonna take two hours. Uh, <laughs> he was shooting Crystal Donnell. It's like, okay, Crystal Donnell. Um, Let's take that. Let's take that shot again. And Chris O'Donnell was like, "Why do I have to do this again? Like, you want to be a star or not? Robin doesn't cry. Come on, show me your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> show me your ass. <laughs> now turn around. Turn around. I need to close up with your crotch. <laughs> I just, I just need to get different angles. Different yeah. angles. Again? Come on, Schumacher. 
you you want you want to be a star or not? Okay, let, let, let me suck your dick. I mean, I'm sorry. Let's show you. <laughs> and then George Clooney, George Clooney said that uh, Joe Schumacher told him that he wanted Batman to be gay, even though Joe Schumacher denied it. But that's what George Clooney said. Right. And that George Clooney thought that the movie was like a waste of his time. Imagine the gay Batman. <laughs> and you know, and you know, and they, uh, actually, now that I think about it, I think George Clooney was right there. I think George Schumacher did want Batman to be gay, but he didn't want to make it too obvious. That's why they forced him to have that fiance that really had like no character development like his fiance was just there to be there but she really had no purpose in the movie right right like you could have took away bruce wayne's fiance and nothing would change about the movie what do you call that like when when gay people have like a supposedly a wife but it's supposed to be like a cover-up <laughs> uh there's a there's a uh a term for that my brother there's a term for that my brother told me one time but i forgot Because because supposedly the guy is not like fully out of the closet yet. Yeah. So he's just using that as a cover up. I was like, come on, bro, just get out of the closet. We're not gonna, not gonna yell at you, bro. Just See, I, think, I think I think that's what George Schumacher was sticking to. Like, you know what? Uh, I really want Bruce to be gay, but I don't want to make it so obvious. You know, with See, the nipples and all. So let's just have, let's just make him have a, a fiance. See, Bat- Batman and Robin reminds me of like the gay friend. Who who's just not not fully out of the closet yet, but you know you kind of see little little hints there, like bro, I don't know, man. You keep chicken, keep talking about guys at the gym, man. What's up with that? <laughs> like, you be spending too much time in the, in the sauna with a bunch of dudes, man. What's up with that? <laughs> that's what that's what Batman and Robin reminds me of. And then uh, Batman and Robin also has the worst. Rotten Tomato score of any superhero film ever. Just eleven uh, percent. So this movie was even. This movie has a worse score than uh, Fantastic Four ninety four. And I hated that movie. Fuck. <laughs> well, Wait, ninety four. You're talking yeah. about the first Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, the I movie that was so bad. It oh never came God. out on, on video. Oh my god! But Did that movie, that oh movie has a uh, that movie has a thirty percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is better than Batman and Robin's eleven percent. Yeah, but in fairness, that was like one of the the one of the very very first, you know, live live action adapting uh you know comic adapted film. Mm-hmm. After I think it was after Captain America, right at the time. Right? Yeah. America, so also too there was no uh, also too there was no uh, homoerotic shit in it either. Yeah, and it was it was something new because you know like people didn't know where to put this. I guess it was under science fiction genre at, at the time. Well, plus plus it was an independent film, so it didn't really have like a worldwide release. Right, right. Um, but yeah, um, but still, that's that film. I can't I can't watch that film again. Oh my god. <laughs> now, so now, so then, but then that makes me too talk about the the sequel that was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be it was going to be called Batman Unchained. And reading about the sequel, it kind of sounds like the the Batman Arkham series, the video games. Yeah. So basically, the the villains for that movie was going to be Scarecrow and Harley Quinn. And mm. uh, 
no scarecrows, fear toxin. Scarecrow's gonna use the fear toxin, and Batman was gonna hallucinate, and he's gonna see the Joker. And uh, like Jack Nicholson was gonna come back and play the Joker, and they're gonna change it up that instead of Harley Quinn being like, you know, Joker's like girlfriend, she was actually gonna be Joker's daughter, daughter. and she was gonna come back and like get revenge on Batman for killing uh, her dad. That would have been kind of interesting. Yeah, and she was gonna work with, uh, she was gonna work with Scarecrow. I don't really know how the dynamic between Harley Quinn and Scarecrow would work, but they were gonna work together. The only, and then like uh but then like uh George Clooney had such a bad time making Batman and Robin that he said he wasn't gonna do uh the Batman Unchained, which is gonna be the fifth movie. But uh Alicia Silverstone and uh, Chris O'Donnell had already signed up to do the movie. Uh, the question was like uh so the question was who were they gonna, you know, have to play Batman since George Clooney refused to do it. But uh Batman and Robin was so bad that Warner Brothers was like scrapped the whole movie. Like, fuck it, we're not no more Batman. But if they were to make the fifth Batman, like, what, what did you think about that storyline with like Scarecrow, uh, you know, spreading fear toxin all over Gotham City to the point where Batman's now hallucinating and he now sees uh, the Jack Nicholson version of Joker, and then you have Joker's daughter Harley Quinn coming to you know revenge her father's death. I mean, to be honest with you. I wouldn't mind it. I want to see like something a little bit different. I think it would have worked because, like you said, it's it's very it's very very familiar to the uh, the Arkham, you know, the Arkham Asylum games or the Arkham games, like that story with you know Scarecrow being the um, you know the uh, the main antagonist um, and Harley Quinn being also the sidekick or the second villain. Um, I think it would have a lot of like um, I don't know a lot of uh, um, similarities to the Arkham games, and I like the Arkham games. Well, see, it Joker sounds station that worked, right? Didn't it work? No, no. But my my issue though is, is who's directing it. Like it sounds good. Yeah. You think like it's Joe Schumacher, so it's gonna be some gay shit in it. <laughs> you know, so. Like uh, neon, like scarecrow, with, like neon colors and shit. Oh, scarecrow is gonna be like his toxins are gonna be glitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like poison ivy's a, a, a thing. G- glitter, right? Is it glitter yeah. already? <laughs> yeah. See, I think it would have been an is- interesting if they if they put poison ivy and scarecrow together, because their toxins are almost similar. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of similarities to their toxins. Like their toxins, like poison ivy's toxins make people do things. Like it kind of bring, uh, turns them to like zombies or something. And Scarecrow's toxins does like kind of like the, it's like the epitome. It, it's, it's people. So they're, they're like two, two opposite magnets. But All right. just to go back then, to that one, um, I don't know. I guess it depends on the director, right? Well, Drew Schumacher was going to be the director, but so that's why I said like the it sounds good until you until you remember that Joe Schumacher was going to be the director, and it's, it's like I don't have faith in the guy. That's why the Warner Brothers Studios, um, the board, the board members of uh, Warner Brothers was like, you know what, Schumacher again? Okay, oh, fuck this shit, dude. I'm saying no more, no more Batman. But now, nah, but not only not only do they cancel Batman, but then they also canceled the Superman movie that was supposed to come out. 
because this supposed to be like a whole like DC cinematic universe back in the 90s but then because Batman and Robin was so bad they just scrapped everything like you know what we're done with superheroes for a while like just fuck it yeah have you ever watched the documentary about the um, what happened with that Superman Batman could have happened uh, um, yeah well I watched a documentary about the they were gonna make a Superman movie with Nicolas Cage playing Superman you watched the documentary of that yeah yeah, it was directed by John Schnapp, who actually passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, rest in peace, of course, to uh, John Schnapp. And uh, I, I haven't seen it, but I, I've been wanting to watch it. I, I'm just trying to figure out where I can see it. Uh, well, I watched it on, it was like on TV. It was just flipping channels on TV one day, and I watched it. It was, okay. like, it was like four or five years ago. Okay. I don't even, I don't even remember what the documentary's called. If I did, I I'll, I'll tell you. Man, what happened? Something like that. Yeah. But um, back to the hypothetical, though, if this movie did well <clears throat> and they actually made the Superman movie, what would you think of like having a, a DC cinematic universe back in the 90s when that was like unheard of at that time? Uh, I don't know, dude. That's hard to say because... I, you know what, even if they did it, let's say even though if, let's say if Joe Schumacher did well and let's say he hired, he recasted Michael Keaton um, for Batman and whoever, right? And let's say that movie did well. I still can't picture Christopher Reeves and Batman together. <laughs> I mean, Michael Keaton together. Like, it didn't, well, you know, no, no, it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been Christopher Reeves though. It would have been uh, Nicolas Cage as Superman. Oh, Nicolas Cage? Ugh. I don't know. It's hard to say because we don't know. Because Christopher Reeves at this time was already old. Because remember, yeah, Superman yeah. came out in the in the seventies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Christopher Reeves actually could have played uh, Jor-el. That would have been a good uh, camo cameo. Yeah. Only only problem is he was uh, paralyzed at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he could still be paralyzed and play Jor-el as the uh, hologram. Oh yeah, his face. He's his head. Yeah, he's his face. Yeah. yeah, that would have been nice. Um. I don't know. It, it's hard to say because uh, at the time, what kind of films did uh, did Nicolas Cage uh, make at the time? Face Off. Face Off, right? Okay. But see, he was receding. He was bald. So are, are you going to like implant some fake hair on him? or? Well, if you watch the documentary, his hair is going to be like the hair that uh, Superman had in the comics in the 90s with the long hair, the mullet. Oh, all right. Like the after the death of Superman or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I guess maybe they would have put like a wig on him or however they did it back then. Yeah. Even yeah. though, but yeah, but uh, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't think he was receding in Face Off, was he? Uh just a little bit. But even though, I mean, it doesn't matter if you you recede or not. It's natural. You can always put like fake hair because they they did put like um, not implants, but like a, some sort of a wig or I don't know if they use CGI on Ghost Rider. They actually um fixed up his hair too well, I know <clears throat> I know they used to do it for Bruce Willis until Bruce Willis was like fuck it I'm just gonna be bald yeah yeah um I don't know it, it might be interesting because like um just watching Nicolas Cage in the movie Con Air have you seen Con Air uh yeah where where he was he was like this I think he was a marine and so he he came back from um 
from his from his services as a marine and he accidentally killed a, a couple of hoodlums so he went to jail just for protecting oh his shit life. i so, did not know this okay you know uh in batman and robin right the cameo by coolo coolio yeah i know yeah did you know that was jonathan crane that coolio was playing what scary yeah. Yeah, so Coolio played Jonathan Crane in that cameo appearance in Batman and Robin, and that was to set up the, you know, to set up the sequel. What? I don't, I don't, I don't think Coolio would have made a good Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my place? Gigs of Paradise. <laughs> He's gonna rewrap his Gangster Paradise song. <laughs> hey, people. his Gangster Paradise song would be perfect. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It maybe it could work because he can sell his uh, fear toxin as like drugs or something. Like Man, cocaine. Schumacher was just changing everybody here. <laughs> you know what? This this person is gonna be related to this person. This person doesn't have to be a kid anymore. We're gonna start him off as 35, 45. This person is gonna be black. This person is gonna be Chinese. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this person is gonna be like super old. Like what? <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny. Like he he man, this is like a definitely an alternate universe. This <laughs> no like you know what I mean. It's like no connection to any, any like you know how comic books have your multiverse, right? Well, see, and, that's the thing. That's the problem with the uh, Joel Schumacher is that he's admitted he never read Batman comic right, books. Right, right, right. His only, his only thing, only thing that he knows about Batman was the TV show that came out in the sixties. <laughs> that's what he, that's what he watched as a kid. But bro, even the Batman, okay, as cheesy as the Batman from the sixties was, it's still, it's still referenced. Uh, a lot of like comic book, um, you know what I mean? Like as far as like the characters, well, yeah. And, and, and see, and not only that, I think what made the the show from the '60s so good was that I mean, yeah, it's cheesy, but it works for that time period. Yeah, yeah. And so when you watch it, and, and, yeah, and when you watch it for that mindset, like okay, it works. Like even if you watch it now, like yeah, it's cheesy, but I still get entertained by it because oh, you yeah. understand like this is the '60s, you know, like. It works for that time period. And I would fucking this shit, watch the whole shit again. I would. Yeah. Like, we should go watch Batman the only it's weird, it's weird. Like Robin's the only person that's still alive from that shit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else is dead. What's his name again? Burton? Uh Burt Ward. Burt Ward. Burt Ward. Hey, that's crazy. Tim Burton Ward? No? Uh Tim Burt Ward? No? Okay. Yeah. Nah, does it work? Okay. Hey, did you also know if Robin, you Arco... I smell purple. <laughs> purple? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a quote from the show in one episode I watched. He was like, Robin, I smell purple. <laughs> <laughs> Holy busted smokes, Batman! Actually, they did do that in uh, Batman Forever. They did. He's like, Batman. Holy rusted metal, Batman. And Batman's <laughs> like, what? What? Holy rusted metal, Batman. It's rusted and it's holy. Yeah, the yeah. metal. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's metal and has holes in it. Holy rusted metal, Batman. 
Oh, oh, okay, I, I got it. That's funny how we're we're watching, <laughs> we're, we're rewatching Batman and Robin, and we're learning more than we ever knew when we first watched it, or you know, watched it. I don't know how many times did you watch Batman and Robin? Five, six actually, times. Actually, uh, actually, watching it over the weekend was my first time watching it since uh, it's been over ten years, or so. So you can. I can say I've I've watched it about maybe five times in my lifetime. Well, I, I know I've watched it more than that because, like I said, when I was a little kid, I was like eight or nine when this movie came out. Damn. I love the shit. I love this movie <laughs> as a kid. It's not until I got older I was like, "What the fuck, <laughs> bro?" Just admit it, bro. You still love the movie. Nah, I don't. But <laughs> I don't love the movie. But like, you don't even consider this like a guilty pleasure. Nah, I, I consider Batman Forever to be more of a guilty pressure than this. Like, I, I, I'll watch Batman Forever. Like, yeah. I still enjoy that movie. Like, it's still it's still campy, but it's not as bad as, like, Batman and Robin. Like, Batman and Robin's just terrible. Like, the whole movie just hasn't been saying, like, what the fuck? You know what? Now that the, the more we talk about Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, the more I want to go rewatch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Like you hey, know, what? Well, you, hey, at least the good thing about Batman and Robin. Okay, I as I, I'm sure we both agree uh, about you know our, our feelings towards the, the film. I mean, we're we're grown, so we've we know we can kind of kind of tell what 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 a bad movie is and what a good movie is, what good writing is and what bad writing is, and you know what's cheesy and what's not. I'm sure we can agree on that, and we can pretty much um, you know compare and contrast between the two but just just talking about this more i don't know i think i'm just gonna have to like add this to uh, one of my guilty guilty pleasure lists this is gonna go batman and robin batman forever is gonna go somewhere in the top of my um dark phoenix and you know x-men apocalypse um guilty pleasure list oh and, and suicide squad because you hate that i would consider that a guilty pleasure too because Supposedly, you and everybody else in the world hates it except me. Yeah, uh, I think you might be the only person like Suicide Squad and uh, so- and, and, Han- and Han Solo. And I'm Han not Solo the- movie. bro. Shut the fuck up. I'm not the only one who hates Han Solo. There are there's a fan base for Han Solo, and they there's actually the fan base. The fan. I'm just I'm just saying though, like Han, the Han Solo movie lost Disney so much money that Disney canceled the Obi-Wan Kenobi solo films. But, but see, but see, it's now because the Mandalorian uh, series, uh, season two is coming out since since the hype train, since since that's getting hyped up, people are now thinking about like, huh, you know what? I think we need, I think, I think an Obi-Wan Kenobi and a Han Solo uh, sequel would be suffice. I mean, I think it would be, uh, it would be relevant. It would be relevant to actually, you know, start the project again this is this is before the mandalorian but be, because the mandalorian is doing so well and you haven't even seen any of the mandalorian right uh no i still haven't watched it i gotta watch bro, it because my brother bro, my brother gave me his uh, password to disney plus so i gotta check that out bro you said that like a month ago <laughs> i know but then then i started i started watching i started watching like you know wait, the wire and shit. are you too busy like walking in the park or what like <clears throat> no, nah, I've been I've been uh, I've been busy been watching other shows that are not uh, the Mandalorian. Bro, okay, well, you gotta do the Mandalorian, man. 
and I think I think you should binge watch it. It's not. It's only like seven episodes, thirty minutes long. It's not that long. Uh, seven episodes per season. Just binge watch that. We'll do another um, uh, a podcast. I guess this concludes our Batman and Robin review. Is there uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, <clears throat> uh no, man. So uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook at Solo Ants, Tumblr at Solo Ants, Instagram at Solo Ant Twenty Twenty. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Expected Ant and on Twitter at Expected Ant. Um, I'm more on Twitter nowadays because uh, this whole uh, coronavirus thing has me on Twitter. Like I didn't know. I can get everything on Twitter. Twitter has news, sports, and porn all on one uh, website. Oh. <laughs> like you get everything on, on Twitter. That's like my new go-to. Bro, like I, I see your your Twitter Twitter's pop up feeds like pop out every freaking yeah. Minute. Yeah. That's but the one thing the one thing I do hate about Twitter though is that if you like something, it shows like on your friends' uh, timeline. Yeah, because <laughs> like very, that happened. Very... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that happened to uh, with my brother. No, my uh, yeah, no, no, my brother. Like he, because uh, like, he, we follow each other on Twitter. So my brother, he liked a video of this guy like jerking off. And next thing you know, I have like videos of dudes jerking off on my timeline. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> because like whatever he likes, it shows on my timeline. I'm like, why? Why do I want to see like guys jerking off? Probably, probably a reason why I don't want to get too much into Twitter. <laughs> well, well, since he followed me, it'd be like you see like a bunch of like big booty lesbians and shit. Oh, bro, I see a lot of things you like, bro. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so the the more I see that, the more I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm not gonna fuck around with Twitter too much. Well, <laughs> no, but then it'd be the opposite with you. Like, you know, if you like like you know your petite girls, and I'll see it on my timeline. You'll see it in your timeline. Yeah, like whatever you like will show on my, uh, my timeline. Exactly. And whatever exactly. I like will be on your timeline. <laughs> I know whoever follows me or whoever follows yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, uh, you know, uh, I try to keep away from that. So, uh, uh, your social media, what's your social media? Oh, yeah. Aubrey Freely underscore 81. That's right. That's my IG. We are not to wait. That's my name, Ed Williams from. <laughs> so somewhere flavor somewhere flavor flavor oh yeah <laughs> hey hey new york i love you new york hey boy boy <laughs> and uh you can find us on uh all streaming services where podcasts can be heard you so are. uh we are we are out <laughs> <laughs> Peace.
Shadow 